your pin drop. I don't know if I'm considered a guest speaker anymore since I've been here enough, so maybe I'm past the guest speaker. Um, I like to think I am, I don't know, you know. Uh, well, before I uh, was asked to speak, it was actually about a month ago when I was trying to wrestle what I was going to speak on. Usually, I don't have that much time. He usually says, hey, can you speak next week, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I had plenty of time to think about it. It's funny because originally I was thinking about preaching on sin. But I thought, you know, that ought to be Corey's because he's a lot more of an expert in that category. So I thought, well, he can do a better job of that than I can. So I thought, well, I'll I'll think of something else. So I actually went on to, uh, I thought about blessings and the blessings that we have. And thinking about that, are are you blessed? Um, It's funny because I had an inmate one time, he said, his grandma always said, oh, bless their heart, you know, bless their soul, you know? And I always thought, you know, that's kind of an interesting uh, con- content as far as somebody saying that. Um, so we're going to look what the scriptures say about blessings, but uh, one of the things that spurred me on to this is um, the way the world is right now. Uh, and the reason I say that is because suicide rates are up really high. In fact, it is the second leading killer for those people between 10 and 34. Um, I had to do a funeral last year Uh, from a military guy, a family that I knew, because he committed suicide. And when that happens, I start thinking about, is the world that bad? By all means, it's got its faults, its troubles, its issues, just like each of us. But I don't think it's that bad. A lot of it is because the, the world focuses on a lot of other things. And what happens is we forget to count our blessings. Um, I want you to think about right now three blessings that you have. If you can think of three blessings, uh, and I'll give you a second, I can maybe help with that. You know, usually health is one of them. Well, I'm a healthy person. Family? Maybe my Christian walk or my Christian background. It could be even some possessions. Oh, most of you got something by now. You can at least think of three blessings. Well, I thought of three blessings right here in our church. And sometimes what happens is we, we think of these big ones, but we forget the little ones. One of them is I, I think we have a wonderful congregation that loves the Lord. I think most of you would agree with that. Because I've been at churches that it's more about each individual. It's not about the group coming together to worship the Lord. Another one is I think we have an amazing praise band. I'm gonna say that not basically not because my son's there, but I think they're actually pretty good in spite of him. Would you guys agree? Can, can, can we, I, I think that deserves some clapping, I really do. They don't get said enough, thank you how much, as far as I am not a singer. It is one thing that my son got nothing from me as far as traits. Uh, I tried playing the guitar, I played a little bit, and they, everybody told me not to sing. Um, I am the one guy that they say, make a joyful noise, and I don't. Um, so anyhow, so we, we, we have a wonderful praise band, and I thank you for that, because I don't think they understand how much they can actually uh, lift us up. 
Some of the small ones, and you know, this is kind of a, a, a weird one, but we have a minister. And you know, he takes hygiene personally. I mean, he, he bathes and, and showers, and you know, you don't think about that, but if you had one that didn't, it wouldn't be good. So we thank you, Corey, for it. Now, your, your, your fashion isn't as good, you know, we agree with there, but at least you're clean. You see, sometimes we need to also remember the small things. A person that counts his blessings is usually not a negative person because they stay positive in spite of the negativity that goes around them. Blessed is an attitude of being happy and content in all situations. I started learning this in my life, and, and I always tried to stay be a positive person in sports when I was coaching or refing, uh, trying to stay positive because positivity gets a lot more than negativity. Sometimes life's not fair. And being blessed and thankful no matter what you have. There once was a a little story or a prayer that a guy wrote. And it was a letter to God. It said, Dear God, here's the glasses, come on. You have blessed me in so many ways, but recently I've noticed that my neighbor, Mr. Jones, has a new car, which is much nicer than mine. His house is bigger and nicer than mine also. He even has a pool in his backyard. He told me last week that his parents had gave him their beach house in Florida, even inviting me and my family to go down there for the weekend with them, which was awful nice of him. I pray that you could bless me like you have blessed Mr. Jones. Love your servant, Mr. Smith. And then has P.S. If Mr. Jones prays this prayer also about me, forget my prayer to you. And I think that's hilarious because we sometimes get caught up in the things and what other people have, and it's not what we have as we learn in our blessings. It's uh, a lot of other things. Um, I'm, I'm going to preach on Sermon of the Mount, and I'm very fortunate because, well, unlike Corey, I've been there. I've been to Israel. I've been to the location where the Sermon Mount. There's even a church called the Sermon Mount uh, Church. Um, or it's called the Mount of Beatitudes Church, excuse me. And it's, it talks about the Beatitudes. It's just, if, if the Sea of Galilee like this, it's kind of on the northwest corner. And it's one of the few places that's actually flat around the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is kind of rocky around it, um, just north of Tiberias. And Tiberias is the, oh, the place you, you drive into to come into Tiberias and then the Sea of Galilee. And it was weird because I remember when, as a tourist coming up over this big hill, mountainish thing and going into Tiberias, and I'm getting to have this big picture of what the Sea of Galilee looks like. And we pull over it, and I look out there, and there's two jet skis. I don't know about you, but I was thinking there'd still be some old boats and, and stuff like that. We went down into, into uh, Tiberias, which is right on the Sea of Galilee, which is actually, it's a big lake. It's, it's, it's not, a, I mean, it's not salt water, it's, it's fresh water. And um, there are bumper boats there. 
And I'm, part of me is like, what the heck? This isn't what I pictured when I read the Bible and I got the Sea of Galilee. I've got these old boats and the old man throwing fishermen nets over the side and so on. And I'm getting jet skis and bumper boats, which was, was very odd at the time. But it's at the very top. It is a beautiful, uh, it looks over the lake, um, the, the, the sea, and there's an area where the, the people came together. And so Jesus has this... Um, uh, the sermon, it's pretty well known. And he names eight groups of people who are considered to be unfortunate, and yet he declares them to be blessed. Think about that. These are situations that, like, and he, and he, he says that they're blessed. And let's go ahead and pull those up if we could, if I can do that. All right, we got it up there too, or just here? This is in Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Uh, I don't know if we got all of it. Yeah, we missed some part of it. It says, now when he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Which I think is really interesting, and we're going to touch on each one of these, but each one of these, these eight things, the outcomes are awesome. But if you look at them in world's view, they're not looked at things that you think you would be blessed because of those. Uh, the first one, uh, let's see, that's the end. Um, we, we're missing one up here. So uh, one says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, if I look at that, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good, a pretty good reward for uh, the poor in spirit. Opposed to the proud in the spirit. Which in other words, so poor in the spirit versus proud is a big difference. Proud would have been people like maybe the Pharisees. When it was, look at me, look what I'm doing. And I thank God that our church is not that way. It's not, it's about uh, a humbleness. It's about God, not the people up in front. We should recognize that all the blessings come from God. Become full of humility and be humbled. I've done versus how God has used me to do God's work. You see, it takes away from self and gives to God. That's one. Number two. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Mourning in this situation, is, it actually kind of has two folds. Mourning, you think of uh, somebody that, that basically has passed away, and they will be comforted, which is one thing. But it also talks about uh, a dual thought about um, mourning our sins, asking forgiveness, and God comforting us during those times of struggles. Many of us don't look at it that way. But God will comfort you. The problem is we don't look for God in those situations. I like what a minister once said. He says, God shouldn't be the, the top of our list. He should be part of our lives. And I think that's a big difference. And, I, and it kind of spoke to me because it's like, he's involved in everything that I do. Um, and how I do it, and so on. Let's see. We know that sin's in all of us, and so I think when comfort happens, that as sinners and the sinful nature that all of us have, it should also help us understand how others uh, go through these struggles, and as a Christian, how I can help them. I can relate and I can understand. I don't go and, oh man, look what he's done. You know, I always kind of used to get me about sometimes prayer, prayer circles. It's not a gossip time, it's an actual time to pray for somebody that's in need and struggling. That's how we're supposed to comfort them. Not like, oh, look what they did. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. For bold and aggressive is the opposite of meek, which is kind of funny because people in today's society don't really look at meek people as a positive thing. Do you, you, you kind of think of a little mouse in a corner. But the opposite of that is somebody that's very bold and aggressive. Meek people are humbled, very, very humbled. And I honestly think that that's probably one of the best traits to have is to be humbled. Because then it takes away from you and yourself and gives it to God. Not one of the easiest things to do, but is something that um, we need to learn to be more meek. Number four, and I'm going through these pretty quick, which is good. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Uh, in this world, would you consider our country, our world, a place that is searching for righteousness? No, absolutely not. In fact, it's neat when you, they actually do a story on somebody that handled a situation. You know, I, there was a recently a one where a gal turned in who needed a car and turned in a bunch of money because it was left on the side, it was from a wedding. Does anybody remember that story? No, okay, uh, and, and, and she found this, and she didn't have a car, and she was walking to work, and she turned it in, and they got it back to the, the couple, young couple that just got married. And they asked her, I mean, and the, story, the news did a big story on it, and, and she said, well, it wasn't mine. Yeah, I need money for a car, but I, 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 it's not, I'm not, it wasn't mine to start with. And guess what happened? Somebody did a GoFundMe for her. Nice job. Uh, last I heard, there were about $40,000 in there for her to get a car. That is blessed. Somebody did the right thing, and sometimes doing the right thing, even when nobody is looking, 
It's what you're supposed to do. Next, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. I always think this one's funny because everybody wants, if I do something wrong or hurt somebody else or do something, I want mercy to be handed to me. But how eager are you to share that same mercy to, to other people? There are several scriptures, uh, I'm not going to go into them, that where certain people didn't show mercy yet were shown mercy and then were judged even more harshly. Mercy is a great trait to have. Yet so often we try to get, like, get back at the person. Hold a grudge. You know, we should be holding grudges to people. The only thing that a grudge hurts is yourself. I've known more people that have had a grudge in something for a good chunk of their life. I'm like, why are you letting it eat you up? Can't you release that? Move on? Would you want somebody to be that way to you? Six, blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Pretty good, pretty good trait to have. I wouldn't mind seeing God. Everyone is a sinner, but following God and his forgiveness and grace, we can have a pure heart. It's, we're always a work in progress. We know that we're sinners. We know that people sin around us. And to have a pure heart can only come from the Lord. We thank God that God loves us that much to forgive us. Seven, blessed are the peacemakers, for they would be called sons of God. The world right now to me is full of strife and turmoil, uh, very much sinful natures. We, we, we see that, the media is great at pointing that out. Um, being a peacemaker, you know, it's, it's funny because on people that are, 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 are not peacemakers, you know, it's, they're, they're the ones that you're like, oh, I don't wanna be around them. They're, they're, they're always causing conflict. There's always an issue, there's always something. A peacemaker, I always laugh because it's a great example, and I know I use this as an example, but I've been a ref a good chunk of my life. If I wasn't a peacemaker during a game, do you think that game would go very well? Heck no. There might be fights out there. I might get in, might get in a fight. I have to be a peacemaker. I have to try to be fair. I have to try to do what, what God's called me to do and make this thing a fair game. I could... Uh, so often people in games think, and there might be, but I, as, a, as a ref, I never cared who won. And I'm a competitive person. When I play, I want to win. But if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Now, I'm saying that because I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and, you know, it's a little bit easier to be that way now. Um, sometimes, like Dallas fans, they have to be humbled. <laughs> or Eagles fans, or other fans. The unfortunate thing is, it will probably come around to us sometime and we get humbled again. And I understand that that's part of being competitive, part of you know, having a favorite or so on. Um, but peacemakers, and I enjoy, I, I love competition so much when I play pickup basketball and you know, it goes off somebody's finger and goes out of bounds and they say, hey, I touched it last, it's your ball. I will say, man, thank you for being honest. I mean, that's kind of what some of this stuff is about. But sometimes people don't want to be honest because they want to win more than, than the honesty. I'd rather lose being honest than win cheating. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Doing the right thing is not always the popular thing. In fact, many times it's looked down upon. It goes on to say Christians sometimes are persecuted because of their beliefs and values. Yet your reward will be in heaven. Sometimes I kind of wish that God would here would reward us a little bit here and there, not just in heaven, that we kind of get, at least get a pat in the back. And maybe that's what we should be doing. When somebody does the right thing, you pat them on the back and say, hey, I'm glad you, you were being honest. It's interesting because the last couple of verses it even says, as I've gone through those eight things, it even goes on to say that um, blessed are those of you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. In other words, he wants you to know that, you know, we need to be on his side. And sometimes that's going to happen. In fact, probably expect it. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It's nice to know that somebody ahead of us had the same issues, had the same things that they went through the same stuff. That always helps me a little bit when you're going through yucky stuff and somebody comes like, you know, I went through the same thing you did. Well, how did you handle it? Not very well. I prayed, I, you know, whatever. Um, it's kind of nice when other people do that same thing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and add a little bit of time. It's interesting because as I conclude, I used to think that um, I was really good at this. Um, and I, I think I'm pretty good now. But it's easy to become stagnant in my life. As, as I, my life, life is kind of long. You know, some of us older people, you know, young kids, like, well, you know, I'm not there yet. But as I developed and getting close to uh, this age, as Corey says, um, that in due time, I started looking at things and taking things for granted. A lot of the things that, that you just expect getting up each and every day, my kids' health, my life, my job, finances, and all the things that go there, it, it, it's easy to get caught up into, you know, that's just the way things are. But in my life, I had kind of a second reckoning. I call it a good little swift kick in the tush. Um, I had a heart attack. Yeah, I know some of you guys know that, some don't. I was playing basketball, my son, I, I, this is one of my blessings. I was blessed that I had a dentist and my son who knew how to do CPR. And in seventh, grade, seventh game at the activity center, I threw a ball out and went down. And yet, that was probably one of the best, biggest blessings I've ever had. And I'll tell you why. How can a bad thing be a blessing? Did you ever look at that? How can a bad thing be a blessing? Well, he kind of went through a few of these things right here that some of these things aren't the best things that the world looks at. But in my situation, I went down and I, and I did wake up. Another blessing says they knew how to do CPR. And I look at my son, I go, what happened? He goes, it was pretty bad, Dad. Pretty bad. And then I end up going in an ambulance and having five bypass surgery. 
As I sit and, and get ready to go in, I started thinking about this first surgery I ever had. I'm sitting on the table going, man, God, you are in control. All those years I had you in my life, but I still thought I kind of was in control. You can take my life away like that. And so the ironic thing about that situation, so as I went into surgery and came out and you got all these things coming in, I'm kind of waking up, I'm like, am I in heaven or um, am I in the hospital? As you kind of come through and kind of wake up and finally, it's funny because my kids would come visit me and I don't remember half that. I wasn't too loopy, but maybe a little bit. And, and they didn't videotape me, which is nice because uh, that wouldn't have been good. But anyhow, I came out and, and uh, had my, my, my heart surgery. But in the process, if I didn't have that, I was taking this medicine that get, was a blood thinner and, it, and it, uh, it was an anticoagulant. So, you know, it was a blood thinner. And I found out that I had bladder cancer. Well, hold it, God. I thought I was here to serve you, and now all of a sudden we had some things that happened that I wasn't expecting. But if I wouldn't have had the heart attack, they wouldn't have caught the, the cancer so soon to remove the cancer to be where I'm at now. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Now, I always say, well, yeah, if I had my choice, I wouldn't have had any of it. But it, that wasn't the cards for me. And we all are different, are dealt different cards. Life's not fair. You know, I know people that are, eat whatever they want and drink and party and like that and have perfectly, they have no health problems. I just didn't happen to be that way. But I, I don't now. But in that process, not only was that the blessing that I got through the situation, but then I started waking up each morning and thanking God for each and every day. I didn't do that before. You see, there was a change of heart in my heart. And it's ironic because, so I get up every morning with my daughter. She's the only one there, DJ, and my other son, they're gone. Um, but she gets up, we go make my three eggs, my one piece of toast, my blueberries, and one small piece of sausage. We go in, watch the weather. She reads the Bible, and I pray. Probably have prayed at one time for most of you in here. You don't know that. And I thank God for the day and all the blessings that we have. Now, if I wouldn't have made it, I still would consider myself very blessed. But I do. And so now each and every day, it's a whole different ballgame because now I'm looking at the, bless the little blessings that I have, not just the big blessings. And it's interesting because I was kind of curious, am I the only guy that ever went through something like this? I was watching the news just recently and it was right before Lent. And a guy named Mark Wahlberg, remember Mark Wahlberg? Everybody remembers him as an actor, but he was actually a singer too. Had a number one song. He gets on there and he talks about his faith. Now he's Catholic, very, very um, Northern Boston type guy, you know, and their family. And he started talking and they interviewed him and he talks about, he gets up early in the morning, like some ungodly hour of four or something, and gets on his knees and prays. And thanks God for everything that he is, he's got. 
that he's been blessed with. And he says, you know, it wouldn't, if it weren't for God, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be the person I am today. And it's not because of his possessions. It's just because of who he is. And he does that and shares that. And, and it's cool because his, he's got three or four kids, I think, and, and they, do, they start doing the same thing. So one of my comments in this whole scenario is that maybe we ought to start doing that more too. When we start looking at our small blessings, then the negativity of the world, one way you're and not the other. You see, the problem with, I think, many times with suicide is that people don't see the future. They don't see the positivity. They just see the bad stuff. And I'm going to be honest because there's a guy in here that worked for me at the lake. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this, Darius. His, his dad was in my youth group. Wonderful, wonderful guy. And several years ago, he committed suicide because he didn't see the future. And he was a godly person. He was a good guy. And I just couldn't believe it because I don't want people in this world to get to the point where they can't see anything good. You have God in your heart. What a blessing. He loves us. As Christians, let's be the example to the world that seems like they're in dismay and in trouble. Can I get the group to come up here to sing? We're going to sing one song. And I had this this thought of this song because each and every day we need to give ourselves to the Lord. It can't be like, oh, you know, month and a half, I, I, I revitalize myself. It's got to be done daily. And, it, and there's several scriptures that talk about daily, daily, daily doing that. If not, have a person that you can meet with to, to, to handle some of your struggles and some of your problems. Um, I love sharing, you know, and helping other people and issues. And I have sometimes some of myself. This song is a song that was years ago, as ironically, um, I remember the first time it was done because I was playing basketball at Manhattan Christian College and we went to Atlanta, Georgia on a big basketball trip. We played against a lot of their basketball teams. And this guy from Cincinnati Bible College says, you know, I just kind of wrote this song and I like to sing it. And, and we got together and did some praise songs. And this was the song. The ironic thing about it is he later met up with a guy named Rich Mullins in Wichita, and they recorded it. And I think it's funny because I was telling several people, I, I have two situations that were really weird. I had another, another friend up at MCC. He goes, Alan, he says, you know, I'm going down to your neck of the woods and I'm writing this song with Rich Mullins. And I said, okay, what's the name of the song? He goes, well, the song's called Our God is an Awesome God. And I look at him, I go, oh, I hope it works out for you. You know, it sounds like maybe a gnarly dude, you know, good, hope it works out. It became the number one song for a long time. Yes, I'm dating myself, and these are old, old songs. But this song is called Step by Step. And um, I'm going to pray. And if we would stand and sing this, I sure would appreciate it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all you've done for us in our lives. I thank you for your son who died on the cross for our sins. I thank you for the time that we can come and praise you. Not only that, Father, we have so much to be thankful for. Sure, we mess up. You know that. Uh, but you forgive us. You love us. And those around us should do the same, Father. I pray that we all are being blessed. And we have many blessings to count. Uh, I pray that we not forget even the small things, the, the stop and smell the roses, 
situations. Uh, sure, we're lucky to have family and, and people that love us, and, and whether it's jobs and a house to live in. Uh, in the United States, we're very, very fortunate compared to many other countries, Lord. Uh, I pray that you continue to watch over us, Father. I pray this in your name. Amen. Would you please stand and sing this? I'll let them sing it, and I'm going to turn my mic off. <laughs> Step by step. 